Hello there and welcome to the Get French Football News Preview Show. I'm Nathan Staples and joining me this evening are Samuel Rook and Adam White should be joining us a little later. There have been no April Fools this week in French football, but with just seven games remaining, the fight for places is coming to a head. All of that plus the week that was after the latest headlines. Marseille faced defeat in their first leg tie of the Europa League quarterfinals against RB Leipzig as a Timo Werner goal just before half-time ended the tie 1-0. It gives Marseille the chance to obviously next week take the game back to their place, but without a away call to their name, it might be a tough ask against the Germans. In Ligue 1, Rennes put in a mighty performance against Monaco in their rescheduled match, but could only manage a one-all draw. Joris Nyanyon gave the hosts the lead, but Ronnie Lopez pegged them back, despite the Brittany side missing a host of chances in the second half to claim all three points. And that's all for now. But for all the latest in the world of French football, head on over to our website at www.getfootballnewsfrance.com and follow us on Twitter at GFFN. We start this week with that, the midweek games and we'll start with tonight's game in the Europa League between Leipzig and Marseille. And a, and a big game, really, for, for, for Loem in this one, Sam. It's, it's an important one for their season. It's, it's an interesting competition for the, the, well, the glory that they do win because you get that automatic spot in the Champions League group stage as well. But it was a bit of a tough one tonight. Encouragement in some areas, but at the same time, the result is a little bit disappointing, even away from home now. In these uh, European ties, it can be difficult without getting something from these away games. So what do you assess, what did you think to this game and what do you think to the result as well? Well, I think you're right when you say that you're giving up the chance to score an away goal, losing 1-0 away from home. That is disappointing, but the performance was overall pretty good. There were some players who, who weren't great. Uh, Pelé in goal, perhaps most notably for the, the goal he did concede and the general sort of mayhem he was sowing um, in place of Mandanda, who's, who's injured. Um, there was a couple of others who were below their best, but equally there were plenty of players who, who really put on a good performance. Uh, Bunasar, again, who's just sort of again and again impressing uh, Mitroglou had had some moments um Campos is always he's always trying he's always trying to do things even if he maybe doesn't execute in the best ways um Luis Gustavo is Luis Gustavo there was plenty to be to be happy with from a Marseille perspective and just one nil against a team with the firepower that Leipzig have you know there could have been a worry that they would go to this big big stadium big moment and and really be overawed but that's not this Marseille team you know they they didn't do what they did in these big games against PSG a few months ago they didn't wilt they they really fought hard and and they gave a good account of themselves and they've got every chance of overturning this result in the second leg it's difficult it's a big ask but you know this is European competition this is the, the important part of the European competition and if you want to, you want to win a title. You want to get to a final. These are the the things you have to do, and there is every reason to believe. And and that's the front page of Le Keep tomorrow. Is is there's reason there to believe? Yeah, and that's the funny one. And we do have Adam joining us now. Thank you for making the trip. I know we're getting back home after this game. Really, Adam was was a bit of a tight one, but at the same time, yeah. the, the, this this Marseille game, it was a bit. At the same at the same time of there being encouragement of the times that they they had chances that they, they should believe that in the return leg um, they can get something from this game if they 
they obviously don't concede. But that is the real worry here that in these European competitions now, if they do concede in that home leg, that means they'll need to score three to advance and it makes it a, a real tall order all of a sudden. Um, so so in with that context, was it a little bit disappointing that they couldn't nick a goal and make this a, a lot more of a more competitive uh, second leg? It, it was. I think it definitely was a, a big disappointment that they didn't get that away goal. But from Marseille's point of view, I, I still think that, I think Sam's absolutely right. I mean, this this is this result isn't isn't too bad of a result given the injuries that they had and the way the game kind of panned out they were very much in the game they were very competitive they had a few chances themselves and i think they showed that although you know they're a weakened team this evening that just one goal in it take them back to the velodrome you imagine the velodrome would be pretty full for that game and when it's when it's good the velodrome is very very good and i i'm really confident for marseille here i think that all right, yes, you're absolutely right. If Leipzig score, it's going to be difficult. But I think I just have the feeling that Marseille kind of have the beating of Leipzig. And I kind of felt that tonight as well. The goal was a bit fortunate through Pele's legs. He really should have done better. I know that Mandona's going to be out for a little while. He won't be back for next week by any means. He probably might even miss the rest of the season. So that's always a little bit of a worry. But I, I think Marseille can come away with this with a lot of positives. It's just, it just they just couldn't force that goal. But they had their chances. And I, I really felt like they arguably deserved a, a, an away goal. So... Yes, it's going to be tough if they concede next week, but I'm, I think they'll be quite confident that they can go through. Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's a really interesting balance to it. I think because RB Leipzig didn't run away with it in the sense that it, it does keep it close, but at the same time, that, I'm, I'm always, I, I won't ever go into how much I'm not the biggest fan of the away goals rule really nowadays, but it, it does make these kind of games a little bit of a strange one because our, especially with a team like Leipzig that are great on the counter-attacking and showed in the goal that they they scored really, that it was, it was sort of a counter-attacking uh, finish that, Against those kind of games where you are, Marseille are going to have to try and go and find a goal. Um, if they nick one, it makes it an even more difficult task for them. Then, and they, the style they play really plays into that a lot. And it, credit to them to getting the result. But uh, I, I fear about Marseille a little bit, even though there was encouragement tonight. I, I just think that it becomes such an uphill battle if they can nick a goal. And if Marseille are forced into pushing it, if in the first sort of half an hour they don't grab the goal that they needed and, and bits like that, then they might sort of force things a little bit. And then the question really turns a little bit to Sam. We have mentioned injuries as well. Mandanda being out, it seems like he's going to be out for at least six weeks now, which might really be the end of his season. Might be really focusing on trying to get fit for the World Cup and hopefully um, try and compete with Hugo Lloris for that number one jersey. But... Um, what about the striking options, really? There's a few fans on uh, Marseille fans this evening were a bit disappointed with Mitroglou's performance and the fact they've got um, Valer Germain and, and the options they have up front, why they didn't try and G there, why they haven't um, really invested in another striker. What what do you think to their situation there? Do they Have they got enough firepower there to, to cause Leipzig problems in the second leg? Or do you think that this is where, really, their season, including in Ligue 1, where they're obviously only two points above uh, Lyon at the moment, that might be where um, they'll fall flat. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one valid criticism from the summer that I think most most of us made, that they were light in terms of firepower. I mean, Germain is, is an excellent player. He showed last season how useful he can be alongside a more effective, more direct kind of player. He's not the guy who's going to be your sort of main goal scoring threat that's just not his game really he's a, a support player who can make other players better it's great to have him you need you need a real number nine alongside him you know you need a Falcao or or someone like that who can make the most of what Shaman does for you 
Mitroglu, obviously, it's taken a long time for him to kind of find his feet. He's been getting better. He's scored a few goals, but he's certainly not been a smash hit, and it doesn't really look like he's going to to get that much better. I think he has a ceiling, and I think we're sort of seeing where that ceiling is. And then NG, I mean, obviously, he started the season well on paper. You know, he had so many goals. He had more than Neymar in the first three months. But if you're watching the games, he was just kind of getting lucky. He was just kind of getting on the end of things. Uh, there was, I think there was a couple of deflected goals. And, and G, he causes problems, great skill, great pace, tries things, um, but ultimately quite a limited player. Um, I think that's why he sort of failed in the Premier League. Um, he, he's, he has his uses, but he certainly can't be the leading forward either. Marseille are short that one leading forward. When you talk about causing Leipzig problems, they did that tonight. They did that still short some players with, with Payet not playing well, with Tovan not being there. Um, I'm not sure when Tovan is, is due back, uh, if he's available. Obviously, that would change the equation somewhat. Uh, if Payet can play a little better, if some of the other players can, can give a little more, Mitroglu and Sherman and NG between them certainly have enough to, to worry Leipzig, but in a larger context, there that is a problem that Marseille will have to confront in the summer. They will have to go and find a regular goal scorer because they don't really have one. Yeah, and it's it's going to be somewhere they're going to have to look to uh, to improve uh, come the summertime, and it hopefully won't be their downfall in in more than one competition this season. But we shall wait and see. Uh, on to the other game in French football this midweek and some people might have missed it really with obviously all the Champions League football going on and it was a game between Rennes and Monaco and, and one um, Lamouchi after the games uh, Adam said that Rennes put in a really excellent performance and he was even surprised um, by how good they were against Monaco they they were tough they had the majority of the chances they scored a good goal but they allowed Monaco that, that edge to just get one back into it with Ronnie Lopez and I'm looking back at the highlights. They, they hit the bar. They they have a couple of decent chances. There's one for Adrian Hunu at the back post where he, he only has to get it on target and he scores. And somehow he sort of skews his header from from what is all of two yards uh, to wide. Will they reflect on this? Wasn't as maybe an opportunity where they could have extended their gap back at, at to that fifth place lost rather than what they would have expected before that game of being something where this point would have been really valuable. Um, yeah, I, I actually think that they will kind of see it as two points dropped because I kind of felt like they played Monaco at the right time and that yes, their performance showed that they were capable of, of causing Monaco problems. Um, and it just felt like after the, the cup final at the weekend, Monaco, you know, they're easily beaten by PSG really, you know, they'll be a bit demoralised away from home. Second place is kind of, although, although after this result, it's a little bit back on five points you know, the gap now, but they, Monica probably would have felt that, you know, their, their season's almost over because they're kind of guaranteed second place almost. And, you know, that cup final was kind of their last big game and Ren at home and, you know, Ren are a very, very good team this season. They've kind of gone under the radar that, you know, they're fifth in the league. I think they're probably favorites to finish fifth now. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that they, they probably see this as a, as a game that early in the season, they wouldn't have expected to take much from at all. But now given the, the situation, They'll probably see it as a huge opportunity missed to extend that that lead over Montpellier and Nice and and, and Nantes and even Sinetian fighting for those what will probably be two Europa League places if you're shooting PSG, which you imagine they will win the cup. Um, so yeah, I think they'll be a bit frustrated given the way the game panned out. And they're they're a good team. They've they've gone under the radar this season. And given that you know Ranieri and and the way Montpellier have played and Nice is kind of up and down year and 
they're, they're deserving of that fifth place at the moment, given the way Kanji's performed. You know, Saar hasn't hit, truly hit the heights, but he's been he's been good when he's been given the opportunity. Benjamin borogode has been a, a, a really, really good player from the season, really good signing from Lons. And, you know, they're, 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 they're a dangerous side and, and they'll probably be ruining not taking all three points against Monaco. Yeah, and it, it was a, as for Monaco, really, Sam, it was a bit of a funny performance because we've mentioned how good they've been in the league this season and, and especially in the second half of the season, they were sort of 16 unbeaten before um, obviously the, the cup game might have knocked them out and having to play so soon afterwards, uh, can't help but think that it, it would affect some of them at least, but they, they didn't really muster anything in this game. They obviously get the goal eventually, but other than that, Ren were pretty much on top of them for the entire 90 minutes, so you well, it seems like a funny one, really, for them because you would expect them to do a lot better. But at the same time, after that game, really, with the gap that they've got to Marseille, which is still five points, and they've got a relatively easy running heading in, like, for example, they've got Nantes at the weekend, um, who were on a terrible run. It just feels like they're probably now just going to coast until the, the end of the season, really, where they'll sort of see where Fabinho, Lamar might go, even maybe Jardim might go. It seems like this is what feels like, at least, an end of an era. Yeah, I mean, I think Jardim has done a fantastic job after the start of the season when it was really quite quickly clear that they weren't going to compete with PSG this season for the league. They weren't going to defend their title. The fact, after they, they crashed out of the Champions League as well, the, the fact that Jardim's been able to sort of get them back together, take them on that massive long run you're talking about, um, keep the cohesion, keep the squad positive, all of that. But then to lose the cup final, uh, this midweek game, you have to imagine the players really just weren't up for it. And I think that showed with the performance that you're talking about. Um, assuming they beat Nantes uh, on Saturday, that will mean that their league defence survives at least until the following week when they play PSG in Paris. PSG can take the title off them by beating them in Paris. And obviously that'd be great for PSG fans, but that's got to be a little bit galling for Monaco. So while, yes, they probably will coast through most of the rest of the season, you'd have to at least hope that they'll give a good account of themselves against PSG in that game because they haven't against PSG even in this this two year strong spell that Monaco have had they've, they've generally been second best each time they've played PSG. Uh, hopefully, we'll see if this is the end of an era. One last sort of hurrah for this this group of players that you know just twelve months ago really did something something historic, something special. And if they're all going to go their separate ways, you know, you mentioned some of the players, Jardim himself. Uh, is being linked with basically every job in Europe. He could be gone too. It could really be the end of an era, but hopefully we'll get one last uh, one last hurrah. Let's hope so, because it's a bit of a meh performance really for Monaco. They didn't really didn't really force things as much as you would have thought they'd done. Because at the same time that if they do have results like that with such a sort of casual running that they have a, um, maybe being a little bit of a slight to some of the teams they're facing, because they do have to stay face a uh, Paris Saint Germain. And if Monaco Marseille were to to win out in, in for example in that game they next well, it's the weekend after next they've got trois at the same time they head to Paris Saint-Germain and that then cuts the gap to well two points which is um pretty crazy for them when you think that a couple of weeks ago we were saying seconds absolutely tied up after that game you think that you know the run gang on Pamien Con Saint-Étienne trois they've they really should have that signed, sealed and delivered. But um, you don't really want to open the door to any team at this time of season if anyone can get on the run. But let's move on to our league and previews for this week. And we'll start with Friday night's game, which will be between Saint-Étienne and Paris Saint-Germain. And I picked this one particularly because of the host that we did 
speak about on Monday's show because they've been on an excellent run, Adam. It's it's kind of gone under the radar that they've they've gone eight unbeaten recently, and and the fact that okay, some people might throw the fact that um, there's four draws in there, but at the same time, when you consider the draws, are two of them at least anyway, against Marseille and Leon, the other one is against Rennes, who are currently occupying fifth that they're chasing for. But the last two games, they've won by five goals at an aggregate. They've they've kept two clean sheets. They were excellent against Nantes at the weekend, especially Rema Cabea. Um, they look a different side all of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. They've, they've All right, there were four draws in those games, but I think it's just solidity and um, confidence and sort of cohesion that Gasset has kind of managed to instill in his team. It, it's, it's really good to see because... After that Leon thrashing earlier in the year that ended up with Oscar Garcia leaving, they really looked like um, they looked so drained of confidence. They looked, this, you know, this, you could argue at that point that, in fact, even for a long time after that, until the last kind of eight game run, that it, it, it's been one of the worst seasons in their history, given, you know, how, how well they've done under Gauthier and the massive drop off. And they're looking at sort of fighting a relegation fight at, at one point. So... The fact that Gasset is kind of very sort of it's a gradual change. I think it's because obviously that the, they were so short of confidence, it wasn't going to change overnight. But he's been, you know, very good at finding what what these, you know, how to get the best out of his best players. Um, really building a more of a team spirit and and really sort of he brought in some really really good signings in in the window and they've sort of gradually gathered momentum and they were fantastic they were brilliant against Nantes last week they were really really good at it's their, by far the best performance this season um, and they, it really could have been really could have been more than three nil they at the end they had a, a number of chances and I thought as you said Remy Cabella absolutely ran the show he's been really really good in the last few games um, I thought he was fantastic the week before against against Gangon as well. And he's sort of taken on the responsibility of the sort of the creative leader of this side. You know, he's started out on the left wing back in September, October, when he signed on loan from Marseille, and he's sort of moved into the centre now. And he's sort of, you know, he's been he's sort of been given the keys, so to speak. He's 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 the guy that they look to to create chances and score goals. He scored two brilliant goals last week. So I think that you know, all right, they're they're still ninth, and it's still. You know, it's a recovery, but nothing more. But it's still something that they can build upon ahead of next season, assuming Gasset stage, which I imagine he will do now. Um, and, you know, given where they were over Christmas, it's a, a completely it's a complete world away from where they where they thought they would be. So I think a huge, huge credit to, to Gasset. He's really done well with this team. And, you know, who knows if they're only what? Well, they're from 42 points. So they're only sort of three or four points off. European places, you never know. They could they could finish in the top six. They're still yeah. in form, aren't they? So, you know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're only four points off Rennes, who are in fifth, and and, and uh, three points off uh, Montpellier, who are currently in sixth, and that would occupy potentially a, a Europa League spot. And they've been excellent. I mean, I thought Selness was, was good at the weekend as well, pressing and, and winning the ball high. I thought that, um, and as many people have thought, really, Matteo Debouche has been really excellent since he's joined on loan. It seems like, it's revitalised him. It was even a completely different player to the one we saw at Bordeaux on loan last season. He he's rightfully uh, st- stating his intent and the the potential that he might even sneak into a, a France squad if he's if he's not careful. But I don't know if that's the right way of putting it. At least um, let's talk about their opponents. Really, uh, Sam in Paris Saint Germain, who got a well, have been great all season. Really, it's been it's been a bit harsh to say anything else, but they were also very very good. Um, at the weekend in the Coupe de la Ligue final where they 
romped home against Monaco, really. It wasn't really a question about it, although some questionable VAR decision for, for Monaco's disallowed goal. But um, at the same time, we, we've talked about a couple of the players at, at, on Monday show, but the, the, the one especially, and I think we have to talk him about it again because I think it was a real statement of intent for him finally at Paris Saint-Germain, and that was Kylian Mbappe, who might not have got well, and might not have gotten the score sheet, but he was absolutely instrumental in that win. And if he can repeat these kind of performances, um, he's going to be not only irresistible for Paris Saint-Germain next season, but um, it's going to be a massive factor for France in come the World Cup as well. Yeah, I mean, this has really been um, a great period for Mbappe. Um, he, he had been very much sort of bumbling along. It's been fine. There's good moments in every game. He's been scoring goals. He's been you know, creating assists. But there'd been a lot less of the magic that we'd seen uh, for him last season, the, the moments where you really saw uh, a kind of transcendent player, a player that you just looked at and just knew was, was something special. He's not, he's not looked that special this season. He's looked good. But in this last month or so, he's looked, he's looked special again. He's really um, perhaps in the absence of Neymar, and I don't wish to blame Neymar, certainly, but in the absence of Neymar, maybe that sort of helped him to step up a little bit, and and we've really seen again, uh, you know, Mbappe taking people on with that insane speed that he has, um, being more more decisive in moments, and it's really been a return to to the to the special player that he is. This has been his best period for PSG, and uh, you know, you, you mentioned the World Cup. This is coming at the right time. Um, you know, he's going to win the league, if not this weekend, then next weekend probably. Um, two consecutive league titles for him, still a teenager. Uh, the future for this, for Mbappe, is, is just incredibly bright. And, and it's just, it's great that he's come back to top, top form again. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It, especially now he's sort of, with that injury to Neymar and the, I suppose it's not really a dip of form, but, but Cavani not exactly being the man to try and hog the, the limelight, at least anyway, it sort of put him at the forefront and in an, especially when you have an excellent performance in a, in a final, a cup final a, a, of all things, it, it just adds to his, to the mystique and to the, to the excellence that we've, we've seen from him. And he hopefully carries that on for France to the world cup. And hopefully that um, it can inspire Paris Saint-Germain, whoever leads them next season to, uh, to have him as a, as a focal point with Neymar and create a much more um, competitive team in the latter stages of the Champions League. But we wait and see on that one. But, this is a funny one, really, to predict. And I'll start with you, Adam, for your predictions, because sometimes it feels like um, I said that you intend to lay down against Paris Saint-Germain sometimes. It yeah. seems. Um, but this is, they're on a great run of form. Paris Saint-Germain are coming off a, a cup final and a bit, bit of an explosion. The league is pretty much wrapped up. Um, but what do you think the prediction will, uh, the score will be? Um, I know 3-1 PSG, but a close 3-1. I, I think Sonetina give them a game, but PSG end up, you know, running off into the distance a little bit. Sam? Yeah, I, I think Adam's analysis is pretty spot on. I'll, I'll call it 2-1 just to be different, but I think he's described how I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I've been encouraged by Santetien, at least uh, I think I mentioned on Monday's pro that at least they're attacking now, which is a, a nice difference from what we've seen for the last sort of 18 months from this team. But uh, um, against the PSG side, regardless, they tend to sort of struggle against them. I'm going to go 3-0 PSG. Um, it just feels like one of those... That, I don't know if Saint-Étienne would call them a bogey side because you expect to lose these kind of games against big teams, but they seem to never really get any rub of the green against the the, the, yeah, the Parisians, and I don't think that will change at the weekend either. Um, on to 
another interesting game that matters to the bottom of the table and, and one side that are probably just about safe, if not another point or two left, and one that thinks that if they get a victory here, then they can be safe as well. And it's Amiens versus Caen. Um, a really, really intriguing game because I want to talk about Caen first because we, Peter mentioned this on Monday that they're sort of sleepwalking into the end of the season. And it feels like that a little bit, Adam, that they again have sort of dropped off in the second half of the season slowly but surely have crept towards those relegation players with teams starting to pick little bits of points below them that they're, they're slowly sliding back into the to the mire. They might just be about enough off it already, but um, this would be still an important win to make sure for definite that they're going to be a, a league on sign next season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I think this game is, is a really big one for both teams because, if, if you, as you mentioned, Connor kind of sort of thinking they're safe. They're on 35 points in 14th alongside Angers, whereas Amiens are only a point back, but they've got a very difficult run and they've got to play the big four in their last eight games. So, you know, that that's that's going to be a huge caveat for them going forward. But from Con's point of view, I kind of feel like that they're kind of following the, the same kind of narrative that they have in, in recent years, that um, maybe in, in maybe taking a different sort of route towards it. But they are, I think in terms of quality and in terms of in terms of their stature, I kind of feel like there are they are a team that are sort of just going to not necessarily be in a relegation fight, but they're a lower mid-table team almost at best. And last season, only still up on the last day because they got a draw at PSG. And, you know, they, they were very lucky to do that because PSG had the rise on things. Uh, um, and I think it finished one all that game at the part of France. So that, they, that was almost a sort of a, a, a rather large stroke of fortune there. And all right, they started this season very well and they've, they've trailed off and they, they did that two seasons ago as well. I remember them and Angers were very near the top at, at Christmas, but they trailed off there too and finished you know, upper mid-table at that point in a very even league season that, that year. Um, so I kind of feel like this is almost part of them, but they just need to be careful that they don't they don't slip as they did last season and end up with a situation on the last day where they're in, a, they, you know, they could go down. I think that's unlikely given that, you know, they've already got that six-point gap, but I don't see Trois or Lille making up that, that gap to Con, especially if they win here. So they've done enough, but um, I, I don't, I, for, in terms of Con's you know, future, I feel like, it's going to be very, very difficult to see where they're going to, to change. I mean, Patrick Scron's done done a good job and he's he's kept them afloat, but I kind of feel like this is about par for them. So a defeat here and they've lost four in a row and they've lost to Montpellier. They conceded three to Montpellier and three to Angers. And you never know, they could slip back to into that relegation fight, especially with they're going to, you know, maybe have got one on that semi-final in the Coupe de France. So um, a win here would, would, would be, we'd end it really for them. They'd, they'd be safe, but... There is that there is that chance that they could just they could just slip and um, they don't want to end up the situation they had last season, which they're very fortunate to get out of. Yeah, it's that funny part of the season, isn't it, where there there's still a chance that they might be dragged in, but you think that as the games slowly start to tick down, with with a lot of the sides not playing each other as well, it, it makes it a bit, a bit of an interesting weekend, mainly for the ones below them at least. But on to Amiens, who got that really big win last weekend against Lille that will give them the confidence boost. And they have been better in the, the last couple of weeks. They've sort of seemedly figured it out a little bit more. They've The, the last uh, the last six weeks, they've only lost once and then three draws in that. But, but fighting draws, at least, is the best way to put it. A good win against not a good win against Lille, although um, it was sort of gifted to them by the by their home side with that with that silent crown. But uh, Sam Amien is uh, just starting to work things out, aren't they? And, and we've mentioned a few times that they have some, they have a lot of tricky games left up. So this kind of game against Decon, if they can get a victory here, that lifts them above 
them and potentially even Angers, depending on the result of their game against Strasbourg, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But that would put them on 37 points, level with Bordeaux at the moment, at least, um, and could even probably see them about safe. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Um, 37 points, given how how many teams there are there down at the bottom with fewer points than that, that does really feel like pretty much the line. Um Difficult to sort of predict, obviously, how that's all going to go, but it, it does seem like there or thereabouts will be enough to, to get you safe. And and you mentioned Amiens sort of figuring it out, and, and they're figuring it out again because early to mid-season, they had a really good run again. They had uh, four wins and three draws in a row, so it's a nice seven-game unbeaten streak against some good sides away as, you know, as well. Uh, then they went on a terrible, terrible run, uh, five losses in a row, eight out of ten, uh, defeats, but they've righted the ship. They, they've gradually f- found their feet again. They've, they've figured out what they're doing again. And uh, previously, it was relying on, on uh, other players, but but now it's been more of a team effort. It's been more of a the performance of a league on team, um, sort of week in week out. And, and that's what you hope to see from from Amiens because it looks like they're going to be here to stay. Yeah, and good news for them. I mean, the fact that they have such a small budget and we all wrote them off, well, everyone wrote them off at the start of the season, really, is that the proverbial wants to be the bottom of the table and the the whipping boys, really. But credit to them for what they've done. They've been um, a real fawn in team side, really. And while they've, they've had some They've never really been embarrassed. I think that's the main thing that they can take. I'm, I'm just looking through their entire league and season, and the, really the only embarrassment they've had is the the one in the Coupe de France against uh, Sochaux, where they lost six nil. Other than that, they haven't lost a single game by more than three goals, which is quite outstanding, really. And that, that there's only been that one occasion, really, which was the uh, the um, game against Saint-Étienne, really at the start of the season. They've been nice and. St- compact defensively as much as they can. They've tried to play a nice little bit of football when they can as well and try and get the goals that have probably just about saw them safe. But credit to them for for never once shirking a, a challenge, never once uh, accepting a battering from a team. They, they, they're willing to pop the fight in it and credit to them for what would be a really miraculous result. And, and onto that, and I'll get your prediction first, Sam, that it would be a, a massive result if they could get it. But do Amien win here or, or have you got Khan or, or draw? Well, Khan don't really draw games for some reason. Um, they pretty much always get a result, and uh, they're not very good away from home. So I think the simplest thing to do is to back an MEN win 1-0. Adam? Yep, I'm, I'm on board with that as well. A 1-0 uh, to Amion for me as well. Yeah, let's make that a tree. I, I think that sounds like the the exact result of that game, really, doesn't it? I mean, Khan have been poor recently. They're not great from home. They tend to waver a lot. Amien Solid defensively, don't score an enormous amount of goals, but probably will nick this one, which will miraculously see them possibly, well, pretty much safe, really. You would put money on it by then, and, and what a terrific job that would have been by Christoph Pellissier and, and his crew. What an unbelievable job of keeping them in the league, and, and he's definitely going to be, um, if they do manage it, um, going to be in the list at the end of the season of, uh, of managing the season. That's for absolute certain. And another game that's going to interest those teams at the bottom of the table, and that's Angers and Strasbourg. And one side very similar to, to Con, they're still possibly looking over their shoulder in Angers, Adam. They, they've been better over the last couple of weeks if they sort of surged out of the bottom doldrums of the league, really. And they've, they've 
other than that PSG result where they, they did perform well and they obviously rested players, but it worked because they got the result that they needed against Con, which was the most important thing. And then now they've had a long, nice rest because obviously they played a Paris Saint-Germain game the midweek before that Con game. So they've had a nice rest. They've had a bit of a relaxation. They've got interesting games coming up. They've still got Toulouse and Metz and Dijon and Nantes, teams that they can beat around them. But they go into this one a little bit more comfortable than they would have been, strangely enough, about six weeks ago, but now mm. on the edge of pretty much safety. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it was that Sametienne defeat where a 1 0, it was 17th of February, where Boutel came out and absolutely dropped one for Berich to score. And it, 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 it's, it, at that point, you kind of you worried for them, but since then, they've gone on a really good run. And I, I think. But this is almost this is very similar to what they did last year as well, when they were around Christmas time, when you know they lost a lot of players to the African Nations Cup, and then they really there was a really real resurgence was the end of the season. And when it came to it, they really really weren't in the relegation fight in the in the you know in the last few weeks of the year. And it looks like that's going to happen again. You know they're up to thirteenth level with Caen, only two points behind Bordeaux, only three behind Dijon, and we've we said what a good side Dijon have been this season. So I think Stefan Moulin. Um, again, is someone that goes under the radar, the Orangier manager, but he deserves a huge amount of credit for, for getting this side, for getting to perform in this league. Obviously, the first season, they were brilliant um, and, and, and finished mid-table. In the last two years, they've, they've really redoubled their efforts with the same team. It hasn't changed too much, this team, at all, since they got since got promoted. And I'll argue they've you know, they lost Shaken Doy, who was, for me, their best player. And very little else has kind of changed in terms of the spine of the team. So even though Pat's other sides are strengthening around them, he's managed to get the best out of some very good players. Thomas Mangani is, can be on his day absolutely brilliant. Toko Kalto can be someone we talked about a lot recently and probably won't last the summer there. You know, he turned down a bit from Brighton, um, well, moved to Brighton. Um, Roman Tamara and Ishmael Traore are good, but they've sort of been in out of form. So it really shows what a good manager that Stefan Mullen is, that he can continually get something out of this team. And uh, on their day, they're, they're, they're a good side to watch and they, they keep the ball really well in midfield. Um, they maximise their opportunity to set pieces and they, they, Mulan's sort of very wily operator and it, it's really good to see that, the, you know, you can, they've got very small budgets. I think possibly apart from Amion, it's the smallest in the league. So um, for them for them to survive another season, well, this would be their fourth next year in, in league and it's a huge achievement and I think he's the type of person that should be in the running for, you mentioned Palicia, who absolutely should be, but um, I think Mulan deserves deserves a shout in that, in that um, argument as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's the perfect example. As you mentioned, that, that Saint-Étienne result in February, they, they dropped a clangor, lost a point, still in 19th at that point. And you think that other sides and other boards, because if we could have a board of the year, it probably would be on G. A lot of other ones would have folded and gone, the manager's not good enough. Here's the the, the payoff. And let's hope that someone can give us a, a bounce um, for the last couple of games of the season. But instead, they knew the man they had. They knew the work that he'd done previously and they backed him. They got him to sign a new contract and that in its own way has rejuvenated the squad and credit to him. He's used quite nicely a couple of the players like you mentioned there. They've got a great sort of backbone, but Prince Onyange was a decent loan sign and he's done okay. Uh, Jeff Ryan Adelaide has shown a little bit of quality when he has played. Uh, for, I think Flavian Tate as well has been really good in the last couple of weeks, especially linking yeah, with, really good. Yeah. with uh, Toko Kambe. He's given an extra outlet for them, hasn't he? He's felt a little bit more like it's not just uh, Carl versus the world, really, as it was mm-hmm. for a lot of times for, for Andre this season. And just with it, the extra couple of touches, and you'd hope that 
next season with the players they've got. They've still got players like Tomatore as well, who's barely played this season because of injury. They've got um, Fulgini, who's who's slowly grown into to league as well. They they have promising players and they have a promising future. You would think if they can keep doing the same kind of things and and, and building the team again and, and using Mulan as that that uh, sort of the 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 centre of everything really will will eventually. Uh, keep them in the league for even longer but the a team that wants to really emulate them it is stressful and we've mentioned them a few times in the last couple of weeks because they've had some really big games really Sam and that's why they keep getting mentioned and they, they keep getting uh, into the headlines because they, they drew the one against Toulouse which felt like a big game 2-2 they did exactly the same last week again against Mets where it was a bit feisty they shared goals they shared red cards they shared a little bit of everything really and the points as well obviously but um they had to come from behind as well in that one but it also still felt like they could could have nicked it with a with 11 minutes left after their equalizer but again it felt like two points dropped more than anything especially when you look at the games that are starting to come up if they don't get a win here or they've got Amiens in a couple of weeks there's around that Santetienne who were in great form Nice Ren Leon, and then they play not in the last game of the season where it, it could be they need to win there um, if results start going their way because over the last sort of month and a half or so, they've sort of gone backwards. Yeah, they have. I mean, they, they run a really rough run of results and the form has been better than the results, but but not to the extent that you could claim they've been particularly unlucky. Um, they just haven't been good enough. And, and, and that's been a concern that we've had for them throughout the entire season. They're just They may not quite be good enough to stay up um, obviously, they're still not in a relegation place. They're 16th. Uh, they have a nice. They have a little break, four points on the actual relegation places, but they do, as you mentioned, need to win these winnable games because they have games coming up that you just wouldn't realistically uh, see them winning. Um, bigger teams playing for bigger prizes will come and expect to take three points from Strasbourg, and this this is a a game where Strasbourg need to be the ones to to sort of take the initiative. And to win the game, and to, to not beat to not beat Mets in in isolation would, would seem like a, a very bad result. Would seem like two two points drop that you really can't afford to drop. But in the context of the game itself, it was a little bit crazy, and you can't really predict that kind of thing. But given it comes in a run of some some very bad results, you know they haven't won a game since February. That's just not really good enough. And we've said that about them. I think more often than not this season, that they haven't been good enough. Um, it's time for them to prove us wrong. Mm, yeah, absolutely. If they want to um, execute this uh, legal strategy that they have of, of maintaining themselves in the league and expanding the stadium and, and producing their own players and bits like that, it would be important to do because otherwise, um, that game that we saw at the weekend and then the nice fiery derby, which wasn't really enjoyable to be fair against Mets, and it would be a shame that if that's a league game next season, really, it would be nice to see that again and that kind of passion again. But uh, it's looking more and more likely if they continue on the slide they're going that that might be the the outcome. But I, I'm going to go for an Angers win here. Um, I, I think they they stride really into to Liga and safety and, and probably end up around the mid-table area. They've been on an excellent run and it's just been at the exact right time for everyone else to still be sliding. Um, Adam, what do you think of this one? Um, I'm going to go with a one-all draw, I think. Sam? Um, Angers, uh, seventh in the form table. Strasbourg is 17th. Um, that alone is enough for me to say I'll go Angers. Um, I'll call it 2-1. Yeah, I think 2-1 sounds just about right, really, in that one. Um, on to the final game of the weekend, and it concerns um, two sides that are fighting for those Europa League 
spot really not a fifth um, and it's between Ren and Nice there's a point in between the two of them and both of them have been in in different kinds of form it's maybe the best way to put it but at the same time between not so great results sometimes have been some good performances at the same time and I'll, I'll start with um, start with the home side really Adam in, in Nice we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago I think it was that they they had to start to hit a little bit of form okay it's disappointing result against Paris Saint-Germain a couple of weeks ago where they felt like well they went ahead obviously on that game and they were pretty decent but they allowed the quality of really Paris Saint-Germain to eventually shine through it and nick it near towards the end with the, with Danny Alves and they'll be disappointed with that but bounce back with Alisson Player grabbing another double after his four that he scored against Gangomp as well which is slowly lifting the burden on Balotelli and showing exactly why he was such a good player last season before those injuries he had at the start of this season and why uh, why they like him so much uh, down at the Cote d'Azur. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's finding the right mix, isn't it, with their, with their forward line because... Um, in previous times, you know, Balotelli and player have worked really well as a as a pairing. But then does that does that suit Cyprian and and Seri and and Alan San Maximin in the team? And and it's kind of it's 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 been very difficult to find the right sort of concoction, if you like. And players done obviously he scored those four goals and Balotelli was injured, so that kind of says a lot about perhaps where he's best sort of best in the team and most effective. Um, but he's played a lot on the left wing in recent times. And last week he played out on the left and got both his goals. Um, and it's just giving him the opportunity to to take chances, if you like, to, to be not to be not the focal point, but to be an important member of that forward line and give him responsibility and say, you know, say to Lucien Favre, to say to him, you know, I expect goals from you. I expect influence from you. And it feels like, in, especially in the last three games, um, that he's 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 sort of taken that mantle on board a little bit with Balotelli injured in sort of a couple of the games recently. You know he's he's uh, he stepped up and, and taken the main kind of the role as the main man. Um, and he's a player that I think he's still only twenty five, so he's got he's got time to continue improving. And we've seen that he's very capable of getting well into double figures in this league if given the opportunity. And you know in if if Balotelli does leave in the summer, which seems like he needs to have got a you know already made replacement who they know they can be confident to score goals in, in Ligue 1. And he's he's a very sort of under the radar character and doesn't necessarily get many sort of plaudits, but he's a very effective player when when given the opportunity. And and the type of player that you know makes Ligue 1 a really interesting league to watch because you know he could do a job for for a number of teams around the continent and and Nisa you know will be will be looking to keep him and 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 prioritize his his role on the side next season he could be a really important player for them without Balotelli so I think he's one of those players that I would you know say to people that don't watch Ligan all that often to, to to keep an eye on because he's he's a really interesting guy and a really interesting you know almost still a prospect at 25 you know he could blossom into something even more interesting and play for one of the top four sides in Ligan or abroad so um good player and could be huge for them next season yeah, absolutely. And it's an interesting game again. We've mentioned them already, really, Sam, quite a bit in, in Ren. But at the same time, of them being really good um, in midweek, despite not winning the game that they maybe should have nicked, they've, they've been unbeaten in the last um, seven league games. And that includes a winning that what well, started with that victory over Lyon. They've, they've drew against Colm, beat Troyes, beat Amiens, which are the ones expected, the draw against Saint Etienne, and beat Bordeaux in that. Uh, nice little glut of games really where they they seem to finally sort of clicked under LaRouche before that there was quite a few losses really but they, they're starting to with this young side with a 
decent goalkeeper, decent defence. They're starting to click interesting midfielders. The strike force is, is really starting to click as well with, with Saar finding better chances and, and Diafra Sacco sort of knit, neatly tying things together that they needed. They have a basis of something here and, and a win against Nice, which would sort of help extend the gap if uh, other results also go their way, gives them a real chance of, of Europa League football next season. Yeah, and it would be no less than they deserve. Um, you know, we've, we've mentioned this, I think they've they read sort of renaissance uh, quite a lot this season because it's been really interesting that we, we began the season with big hopes and big expectations for a Ren team that had spent some money that appeared to have a lot of really interesting pieces in place. And it was really interesting to see what was going to happen. Obviously, it was kind of a disaster. But now, the, the way they've come back, the way they've... Uh, drag themselves back up the table. Uh, this unbeaten run there at the moment, uh, seven games in Liga, uh, including some games against some of the bigger sides, Monaco, Lyon. That's really impressive. And uh, to, to be fifth after all the sort of difficulties they've gone through, to be ahead of some teams that uh, were, were better organised, better put together than them, as it turned out, is a real credit to them. And obviously, Champions League places are far, far ahead of them. That's not that's not a possibility. Um but a Europa League place would be would be a great start. And for, as you mentioned, they're a young team. They're still sort of finding their way. That could be a really great stepping stone onto to bigger things. Um, if Ren are going to be backed financially, as they have been, uh, if they can add a few more little pieces and, and if they can treat the Europa League as a place to, to learn a bit more about themselves, something like what Marseille have done, have a real adventure in Europe, then we could really be optimistic about the future for this team. And not so long ago, that didn't seem possible. Yeah, which seems strange. Red were always the sort of measure of inconsistency in league, and all of a sudden, they've slowly but surely this season become almost the opposite of that. Which is, which is, seems strange. Really, it seems like it's foreign. It feels like it. I'm sure if you're someone like Rich at the moment, really, it feels like it'll fall away at any moment. But there's building blocks there, which is the important thing for a lot of sides. It's the same at Nice. It's the same at um, Saint-Étienne. Now they're playing better. You can see the building blocks that you can make for for a side starting next season and having a better challenge of, of the Europa League places. And if they get lucky, maybe somewhere further up. But this. Is a big game for both of them at the weekend. Sam, what's your prediction? Um, I'm I'm going to go for a, a high-scoring game. Go for a three-three draw. Adam. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think two each. Mm. I'm going to go for a two-one Nice win. I just think they probably have greater quality in those areas. You're thinking of of Alessandro Player and Jean-Michel Chavry. They they just have that extra X factor that maybe Ren have soon in the likes of Saar and Borejo as, as those moments as well, but not quite to the level of Nisha and that experience of, of these bigger games that, that might just about tell them through and uh, give them a real chance of, of turning what was a terrible start to the season into a potential uh, Europa League place. Uh, that's all that we have for this week. My thanks to Adam, Sam and all of you listening at home. Uh, do join us for the main show back on Monday, but for now, enjoy your weekend of football.